At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. A warm up from below. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For this this is with myself, Greg Experience, and now part of the Houston Family Podcast. And we've got a great podcast for you. In the second segment, we're going to be joined by one of our good friends over there at the Three Man Weave. That'd be Kai McKeon. A little bit of a wide-ranging chat with him. We're going to be talking to him about what we've been talking about the last week or so. Who deserves to be number one coming into this college basketball season? But on top of that, we're going to be asking him what he's been all noticing this offseason, where he winds up putting some of the conferences with regards to hierarchy. I think that we're both in agreement that the Big 12 should be number one, but we're going to be diving into that conversation a little bit more with him. We're also going to be taking a look at just how some of these guys coming into schools a little bit later on in the process, these guys that are going through the transfer portal, committing to schools in later June, how they seem to sometimes have a little bit of a struggle and a few teams that he feels are doing a good job this offseason that might not be getting the love that they deserve. So we're going to be chatting about that with Kai in the second segment. And then in the final segment, since I wound up doing my conference preview of the Big West yesterday, we are going to be taking a look at the news and notes that we wound up getting in college basketball over the last 48 hours instead of the last 24 hours. We've got a few moves that wound up going down. And if you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what I have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we have for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at at underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM. Amy does not matter. Size per usual. Please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're about firing whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. By that five-star view, really didn't wind up getting in a lot of Twitter questions today, but had a great chat with Kai, and you know what? Things are getting pretty rambunctious in college basketball, and for those wondering, we've got one big other domino that needs to fall in college basketball. We're going to be talking about that with Carter Elliott tomorrow, so a little bit of tease there, and today we've got our good friend Kai on the show, so we'll be chatting with him next right here on Coast Coast Hoops with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Las Vegas for Jessica Soups with myself, Greg Gibbs, and now part of the Eason family of podcasts. And it is always great to be joined by this guest as Guy McCain is doing absolutely excellent work over there at the Three Man Weave, which you're able to follow that network at the number 3MW underscore CBB. And for Kai, he is a college hoops vigilant out there in the Midwest part of the country. Does some work over there with the Field of 68 Action Network. List goes on and on. And to be able to follow Kai on Twitter as the letters K and Y and then an underscore and then the number 3 and then MW all together. And Kai, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. It is always great to have you aboard. And when it comes to mid to late June, oftentimes we don't have as much to talk about in college basketball as we've got right now, but a lot of moves made. As we know with Gonzaga a few weeks ago, they wound up having a good NBA draft decision round as all their guys wind up coming back. They bring in Malachi Smith and North Carolina, they wind up bringing in Pete Nance a couple of days ago. So it poses a question. I've asked it to a couple of different folks that have joined this podcast the last few days. I'll 
throw it out to you. Where do you wind up having North Carolina ranked with regards to the battle for that number one spot? Yeah, they're right up there. And I know that's going to be the popular choice to put them number one now. They basically filled their only weakness, <laughs> which was conceivably power forward spot. And I mean, Nance is a great player. He will compete for an all-ACC spot, probably in a better position than he was in Northwestern. I got him right up there. I'm not sure I'm ready to call them number one necessarily. I'm still kind of partial to Gonzaga, but I can't fall on anybody that calling them the number one team in the country. Yep, I'm right there with you. Right now, my top three is North Carolina, <clears throat> Gonzaga, a very close number two, and Houston, a relatively close number three as well. And it's a little bit of a situation of different strokes for different folks then. I think a lot of people need to keep in mind that if you're a fan of Houston and you think that your team is going to be number one, have no fear. I don't think that there's going to be any sort of a team that winds up going undefeated. It hasn't happened since Indiana in the 1970s. So, I mean, it's been a little bit of a long ways. And what I think is so important as well as if you're someone like me that you have North Carolina very slightly with North Carolina number one with Gonzaga close there at number two to not be slave to what you wind up having projected in the preseason and I think that that's just so important because I think that a lot of people they just love to overreact being like oh you got team x as number four in the ACC when they should really be like number six or something like that and if a team winds up proving it out there on the court it's not going to matter what these preseason rankings are. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of these preseason rankings end up being groupthink anyways, right? One guy brings out a top 25, next guy does, and all of a sudden you see sort of consensus ranking for teams when in reality maybe they shouldn't be ranked that way at all. Yeah, but then we always wind up having our triumphs when it comes to taking a look forward to the season. Like, I was relatively high on TCU coming into the year. They were able to prove me right. And then you wind up having teams like I thought Stony Brook had a chance to be able to win the America East last season and Vermont left in my face in that. So there's always going to be ones that we wind up getting right and wrong. Nobody's going to be hitting 100% of these. So I always think that that is very important to keep in mind. But with that said, with regards to what's being brought by some of these late transfers, I take a look at Malachi Smith going into Gonzaga and I feel like he's really going to be sort of that explosive guy that they've been relying upon in past years when they have been able to make their deep runs. This is Gonzaga bunch at year in and year out. They've been able to make the second week of the tournament. But I take a look at Malachi Smith. He's just a little bit of a do-everything sort of guy. Right around 20 points. He was able to put up five-plus rebounds. He was able to do a good job of being able to dole out the ball. I'm not sure what you see his role being with regards to Gonzaga, but I think that with Gonzaga, the big thing for them was that they were losing Mr. Andrew Nemard, which I thought was going to hurt them a little bit in terms of ball handling. And now Malachi Smith is going to be able to come in and a lot of those younger guys like Nolan Hickman and company in the backcourt. Now they've got a little bit of someone that they're able to rely upon, which is why I think that this transfer is just so impactful for them. Yeah, absolutely. He can do basically anything for them. He's kind of just a plug-and-play type of guy. He adds size to their backcourt. You know, Nolan Hickman, Rasir Bolton, a little bit on the smaller side. Malachi Smith is not small. He's 6'4". He can handle the ball. He can run point if they need it. He can play off the ball if they need it. He's a SOCOM player of the year, arguably one of the most valuable players to their individual teams last season at Chattanooga. I think if you look at win shares, he's up there among the top in the country. So he's an excellent ad for them. This team is absolutely loaded this season. Once again, no surprises there. But, of course, you'll always have the Gonzaga haters that never believe that they're the best team in the country. Yep, and I always find that to be a little bit hilarious because, trust me, there are a lot of programs that they wish that they could go to six, might actually be seven consecutive Sweet 16s at this point to be able to have that level of consistency, make a pair of titles in five NCAA tournaments. Yeah, that's very, very good for them. As Kai McKean of the three-man weave, he is joining me right here on the podcast. And 
I take a look at what we've been seeing with regards to late transfers as well, because we talk about Pete Nance. I think that that's absolutely terrific for them. And Emmanuel Acott going to Memphis, I think that that's going to be have a little bit of an impact for them. But I do have a little bit of trepidation with teams that they do wind up bringing in some of these transfers a little bit late because we've seen it in past years, especially last year. There were a lot of marquee teams like Louisville, like Texas, that they wanted bringing in guys a little bit later on in the process, and they just weren't able to get down the system. They weren't necessarily great fits with their respective teams. Do you have a little bit of a fear with that with regards to some of these teams that they did wind up hitting the transfer portal late this season, even if you take a look at a team like a Purdue bringing in a guy like a David Jenkins? Is there a little bit of a fear that maybe those pieces may not work out the way that we are all thinking they might? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Praxis has definitely started. I'm sure those guys have missed maybe a little bit of time. There is time to make up for that later on. It's a concern. I'd probably call it more of a concern for coaches I don't trust as much. A guy like Matt Payne or Purdue, I trust him completely to integrate a guy into his system. No no issues. Yeah, it's always a question, and especially with basically every single team having transfers, you want to look at guys who can gel quickly, especially at the beginning of the year. Chemistry-wise, that usually comes from good coaching. Also kind of comes from character of the, of the player. A lot of people don't really have that insight into it. But sometimes you can maybe read into it a little bit. Yep, I do think that that's very important as well. And when it comes to what we've been seeing with regards to the transfer portal, has there been a team or two that you just take a look at what they've been able to do this offseason and you've been either really impressed by them or is there been maybe a team or two that you take a look at their moves and you think, man, I don't understand why this team is getting so much love for bringing in insert player here because I always think that that's very curious as well because there are always those teams when I wind up doing my research that I'm either a little bit more bullish on them when I take a look at them or the more I dive into it the more I think how in the heck is this supposed to work? I think Texas Tech is an example of a team that did a great job in the transfer portal. You know they lost four starters this offseason. They lost basically their entire production except Kevin O'Banner and you bring in guys that basically fit perfectly for what you need. You know Harmon from Oregon gives you a point guard. Walton is a shooter from North Carolina. Tyson from Texas is a major recruit that just didn't really see the floor last year. And you have Amac, who was a whack player of the year, and Demorian Williams, probably the most underrated transfer gift from Gardner Webb, who fills basically any role and should shine in Mark Adams' system. That's just a really solid transfer class of guys that aren't necessarily stars in their own right, but guys that fit roles within a system. Yep, and taking a look forward, I just think that the Big 12, once again, with regards to 1 through 10, is going to be the most stacked conference in all of college basketball. They may not wind up getting the most bids because, obviously, the ACC has 15 teams. The Big 12, they wind up having 10 teams, which the Big 10 having 12 teams, I've always thought it's been a little bit of an oxymoron. That's a discussion for another day. But I do take a look at the Big 12. And do you think that there's a chance that they wind up being that number one conference once again this season? Because I just take a look up and down the list. And I would say that at this point, Kansas State is the worst team in that conference. And you put Kansas State in a conference like the ACC the Big Ten, be able to go on and on down the list, and they certainly would be far from last in those conferences, in my opinion. Absolutely. Big 12 is the best conference. I don't know if it's even that close. I think Ken Palm released his conference ranks already this summer, just in a tweet, and it was Big 12 by a mile. Top to bottom, you're just not getting any better in the country. Yep, I agree with you there, and a conference I really do think was really able to buff up this offseason. I know that a lot of the folks over there at the three-man weave have spoke glowingly about quite a few of these teams, And that would be the Big East. I just take a look at the way that they've hit the transfer portal. Creighton is bringing back a lot of what wanted making them successful. Sands, Ryan Hawkins from last season. Then you wind up bringing in Baylor Shireman. That's terrific. The Sean Miller hire I felt like was a good one. You wind up being able to bring in Thad Mata to Butler. 
The transfer class for Providence is one that I think is relatively under the radar. Marquette wound up saying relatively stagnant, but they wound up making their moves last offseason with bringing in Chaka Spartan. I just take a look forward at this Big East, and I think that there's a whole lot to love, and even have a little bit of a wild card in there in St. John's, where things can wind up completely blowing up in their face with Andre Carmelo and company, but if that winds up working out, look out below. Yeah, definitely. The Big East has improved quite a bit. Definitely the coaching aspects, right? Like, bringing in Mata and Sean Miller and even Shaheen Holloway, that makes this league just incredible. The coaches top to bottom, maybe the exception of a few guys I don't need to mention. But even Georgetown brought in a really good transfer class on paper. We'll see if Ewing, who was maybe the coach that I didn't want to mention before, can put it all together. The transfer class is great, top to bottom in this league. You know, even teams that added just maybe one piece in the portal did a really good job. A team like Xavier adding Suli Boom. I think he's going to be a great impact player for them. So the Big East is definitely on the rise. And I think that that's always something to take a look at as well. Just these teams that they don't wind up getting bulk transfers. Like Arkansas has always done a great job just pretty much having like their hockey-style line changes when it comes to having guys wind up leaving and then they wind up bringing in like five transfers and everything like that. But to take a look at a lot of the schools that have been successful over the years, Kansas, who wound up winning a national title, they wind up bringing in really Remy Martin and not a lot else in the transfer portal. They did bring in Joseph Yusufu, but he didn't wind up doing a lot with regards to that transfer class with North Carolina. They brought in Darlison Garcia, but I didn't wind up playing a lot of minutes. Their one big impact transfer was Brady Manick. I really do think that that's a key with regards to the transfer portal. You can wind up bringing in one or two other ancillary pieces, but I really think that in this day and age of the portal, you need to really hit on these one, maybe two pieces. We saw that with Baylor a few seasons ago to really be successful. And I think that that's what it's all about, being able to try to hit that one home run, trying to find that number two, number three, in some cases, number four guy that could be a starter for you on a team that winds up being able to go deep. Yeah, definitely, especially if you're a team that has you know, three or four pieces, you're maybe one or two pieces away from really competing for a national title. You saw a lot of those teams last year kind of be those sort of teams like Kansas, right? Those are the teams that <clears throat> need to hit on the one or two portal guys. In general, I think you can use Texas as an example last year. Usually the teams bringing in like seven to eight transfers aren't really title contenders. Yep, absolutely. It is one of those cases in which I do feel like these teams that they bring in those one or two solid pieces, they always do wind up having a little bit more of an advantage moving forward. It's going to be interesting to see if Arkansas can be able to bust out this season because I'm relatively high on them. But something that I'm even higher on is the work that you guys do over there at the three-man weave. And Kai, you do absolutely amazing work all throughout the year. You're always taking a look at college basketball. I know you guys over there at the three-man weave are going to be feverishly putting out a lot of conference previews you guys do a great job with your own podcast which you're able to hear where you find this fine podcast so let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms yeah we are at 3mw underscore cbb on twitter that is the best place to find all our content and podcasts coming out and all that good stuff kai does absolutely amazing work over there at the three man we brings it every time he is on this podcast and did so once again today so big thanks kai for joining me right here on coast coast soups now part of the decent family podcast and coming up next it is that time of podcast to give you a little bit of a roundup as to all the news and notes we want to see in college basketball from the last two days at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bed 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we're back here in Love You Las Vegas for Kiss Kiss Eats with myself, Greg Eats and now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. It is always a pleasure to get any of the gentlemen of the three-man weave on this show. Today, it was one Kai McKean who wound up joining me from the Midwest. Always good to be able to get him aboard, and it is nice that things are now quite a bit more crystallized with regards to these rosters. But that said, we did wind up seeing a little bit of movement in college basketball over the last 48 hours, so I'm going to give you guys a roundup there. Typically, it's the last 24 hours, but as you guys heard yesterday, wound up doing my preview of the Big West, and I'm going to be doing one of these for every single conference doing a deep dive on all now 362 D1 teams. So be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for Shane Noel. He wanted to begin his career at Arizona, a former top 100 recruit. He has decided that he is going to be transferring to UNLV. And this is the last 48 hours of college basketball news and not the last 24. So do you note that? But with Noel, just really couldn't wind up seeing the floor last season. Little bit of a six foot six combo player, a guy that's able to pop some threes. Didn't wind up seeing him in Arizona, but in high school, he was a relatively good standout, a guy that is a 
native of the state of Washington. I think that he's going to be able to go to UNLV and he's going to be able to have some success. And you just take a look at what UNLV has been able to do in general. It has been an incredibly impressive offseason. Elijah Harkless, as we know, he wound up playing under that Kruger family a few seasons ago over there at Oklahoma. He's coming in, very versatile guy that is able to pop a couple threes, is able to be a very good plus defender that wound up averaging 10 points per game out there in the Big 12 last season. I think that he is going to make an immediate impact for them. On top of that, you wind up bringing in Elijah Parquet from Colorado, a guy that I think is going to be a double-figure scorer. Luis Rodriguez, master of really nothing, but a guy that is a Swiss Army knife, does a lot of things well. Is coming in Isaiah Cottrell, six foot ten gentleman from West Virginia, enters into the program. Jackie Johnson, the third, good scorer from Duquesne, he's going to be coming in. So UNLV has really did some yeoman's work here in the offseason. I think that they're in very good shape for a massive season. Key Green decided to enter into the transfer portal very late. Someone who last season at Stony Brook had big numbers. 14 points, 8 boards, steal and half per contest, shot 42.5% from 3. Good thing Stony Brook is out there in the CAA and not the American East, or else I would have already done my conference preview with Stony Brook. It probably would have rated them pretty highly because I thought that Key Green coming back was going to be big for them, but now he's in the transfer portal. Got to figure that there are a lot of schools that have struck out in the transfer portal that would love nothing more than to bring him in. So that is very impactful. Cal State Los Angeles, the battle for Los Angeles, not involving USC and UCLA. They have been able to land some pieces as Peyton Moore, he was last year playing at Denver, wound up being a little bit of a busseroonie, if I say so myself, came in from the Rice Owls as we give our Odelaine Kiffin. Go elsewhere. He, during the 2020-21 season, wound up having right around 5.5 points per contest and assists and half per game. Couldn't wind up finding his footing at Denver. 3 points, 3 rebounds per game a season ago. He decided to go down to the D2 level and then you're able to do the same for Caden Rashid. He was playing last season for UC San Diego and it's at UC San Diego, right around 3.5 points per contest. Not a guy that really gave much credence to when I wound up doing my Big West preview yesterday, so that doesn't affect my standing on UC San Diego. Now, I will say, was a 41% three-point shooter last two seasons, but didn't wind up seeing a lot of the floor in general. This is very easy for your handicap. All you need to note is that Mr. Moore and Mr. Rashid at Denver and UC San Diego, they are no longer at the D1 level. Cross them off your list of guys that you need to evaluate, and you're able to move on. Abiyomi Iola, he was last season playing at Hofstra. A few seasons ago, he was at Stetson and Arkansas. While he was playing for Hofstra at the CAA level last season, seven points, seven boards per contest. Not a guy with great stretchability, but a guy that's able to do some nice things down low. He is going to be adding to Kansas State now. I don't think that the outlook is very rosy for Kansas State, to say the least, but they certainly needed a little bit of size for the team, and he's going to be able to check that box for them. And I do think that Kansas State, in a few years, they are going to be a team that you don't want to mess with. Jarrell Colbert, he's a six foot ten gentleman from LSU. He's going to be coming in along David and Gesson. Now, for Kansas State, it is going to be a big, giant rebuild. They bring in Desi Sills, who a few seasons ago, he was actually a teammate of Eola over there at Arkansas last year at Arkansas State. He was able to put up double figures, I felt like. He left a little bit of something to be desired. This is not going to be a team that's going to be lighting it up in terms of three-point shooting. And with Kansas State, if they were in another conference, I'm not saying they'd be an NCAA tournament team or anything like that, but I could see them being a team that would be better than 
a school like Penn State out there in the Big Ten. Sorry, Penn State, but that's how I feel about you right now. But that said, being out there in the Big 12, it's just going to be brutal on them night in and night out. Jerome Tang, I think, is going to be able to get things online. Longtime assistant from Baylor, and this is going to be able to help them out in the short term. But certainly, I do think that it's going to be quite the rebuild for Kansas State. Nigel Shad, he last season was playing at Pacific, and he's going to be becoming a blue end. He is going to be going to Pacific, and when it comes to Shad, someone who wound up last season really redshirting, did not wind up seeing the floor for Pacific two seasons ago. At Pacific, you just expected more out of him as he began his career at Kansas State. He only wound up putting up two and a half points per contest, and I mean, this is just ridiculous. He had 2.7 points per game and 3.4 fouls per game, so I mean, it's clear that he wound up fitting the mold of a guy that was able to give you 10 minutes and five fouls. He stands right around six foot nine, two fifty, so he's able to lend a little bit of size for Delaware and Delaware. They wind up losing Austin Carr from last year. I believe that they're gonna be without Dylan Painter as well as I think that he's just flat out out of eligibility. So that is gonna be hurting a team that they were able to make the NCAA tournament last season. Kevin Anderson, he is completely out of eligibility himself. I think that he can petition perhaps for a little bit of a red shirt because he wound up having a pair of seasons in which he wound up playing eleven games, but I'm assuming that Kevin Anderson is out of the fold as well, unless Vi wind appearing otherwise. So that is going to be putting this team behind the eight ball a little bit. Jair Davis as a six foot seven combo player and putting up 10 points, four rebounds per game. That is solid. But the CAA, which is going to be one of the conferences that I'm going to be previewing next, it is going to be very interesting. And Delaware, they needed a little bit of a cog. Shed should be able to give the team a few minutes down low, but still not going to be the same Delaware team that we wound up seeing last season. We did wind up seeing Dre Fuller Jr., who was at Central Florida last season and saw a dip in his minutes. First two years on campus, wound up averaging between six and seven points per contest. Never been a great three-point shooter until last year. Shot 36% from three last season, but he did wind up seeing his rebounds per game, which was right around four in his first two seasons. And he's able to put up two and a half assists and a seal per game during the 2020-21 season. That wound up sliding. He's going to be going to Florida Atlantic, and it's a Florida Atlantic program that they wind up losing a few pieces from last year. I absolutely love what they were able to get out of Michael Forrest. Someone who was able to give them 17 points per contest. That Conference USA and the Sun Belt as well. Those are going to be very, very interesting conferences because you're seeing wholesale changes to both of them. You've got a lot of teams going from the Conference USA to the Sun Belt and vice versa. So that is going to be very intriguing. And Florida Atlantic bringing in Jalen Gaffney. Gaffney is going to be coming in from UConn. That is a very under-the-radar get. A guy that, while he was at UConn, was able to get starts during that 2019-20 season. Wound up putting up right around four points per contest. I think that he's going to be able to come in, and he's going to be able to have a little bit of an impact. And for Florida Atlantic, if they could just wind up shoring up the rebounding just a little bit for the team, I do think that it's going to be very beneficial for them. And then a little bit of unfortunate news in that Parker Fox, who was at Minnesota, he is going to wind up missing the entirety of the 2022-23 season. This is the second straight year that's happened to the poor guy. He wound up actually beginning his career at the D2 level. He was at Northern State. He was playing for, I believe they are the Wolves, if I remember correctly. And during that 2020-21 season, very highly touted D2 guy. 22.5 points per contest. Didn't wind up shooting it well from three-point range, but was able to give the team 10 boards per contest. He was thought to be someone that could give Minnesota a lot more down low after they were very, very thin. Now that he's going to be missing a second straight season due to a knee injury, you can't help but feel bad for him. So that is a blow for Minnesota and just a blow for a kid that you just wish that he'd be able to get out there on the floor in general. Josiah Fulcher, he was playing in the back last season and he did a solid job 
for Bowling Green in two seasons. He wound up averaging 5.5 points, 3.5 rebounds per game. Took a little bit of a step down from his freshman year to his sophomore year, though the one thing that picked up last year was his three-point shooting, shooting 36.5% from three-point range. He has decided that he's going to be going to Clarendon College, so he is going down to the 91 level. A little bit surprising considering what he was able to do at Bowling Green. I thought that he was in line for some relatively solid minutes this season. Bowling Green was just absolutely terrible on defense last season, a team that very much played up-tempo, so that is going to be a little bit of an issue for them. Ray Ford Jr., he was at Fairleigh Dickinson last season, really didn't see the floor on a team that was just flat-out pathetic, one-and-a-half points, one rebounds per contest. This makes a little bit more sense. He's going down to the 91 level. He's going to be playing for Frank Phillips College, so Frank is going to be getting someone good. Very important, because Frank Phillips did not want to play one-on-five all by himself, so our good friend Frank as someone that is able to help him out. So you just feel good for Frank. I wonder if his comrades wind up calling him Frank the Tank Phillips. But with that said, he is going to be going down to the 91 level. And Dontavious King, a little bit surprising that this gentleman is going to be going down to the 91 level. He's going to be playing at Shaw College. And Shaw College is one of those that is out there in the very famous CIAA where you wind up having some ridiculous conference tournaments. It's one of the best D2 conferences out there in all of college basketball. A bunch of HBCUs out there. And he last season for another HBCU in NC Central. Put up some good numbers. Seven and a half points. Four and a half rebounds per game. Not a great three-point shooter, but someone who at six foot seven was able to lend some versatility. Wanted beginning his career out there in the CAA for the College of Charleston. And it's at College of Charleston, right around five points, three rebounds per game. So Shot College certainly getting someone that is a capable player at the D1 level. He should be able to tear it up at the D2 level. And I'm planning on being able to tear it up with regards to just all things college basketball this season as we're going to be taking a look at every single conference with regards to our conference previews, much like yesterday. And along the way, I'm going to give you guys all the news and notes that we're seeing in college basketball and just angles in general that I'm taking a look at for the upcoming season. And if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at junit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Amy does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you're at this podcast, five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. So I have that five star review. Big thanks to Kai McKeon of the Three Man Weave for joining me in the second segment, coming at you guys every single day, whether it be the off season or the regular season. And once we wind up getting in season, fix an analysis on every single game every single day. So I'll chat at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.